0: Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel.
1: Welcome back to Sister Hack. I am your host, Rachel. And I'm also a host, Hannah. We're sisters and we're glad to be here. And we're glad you're here too. We
2: are so um, blessed with some great guests recently on Sister Hack, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, mean, I know that this month, week, whenever we put this out, this <laughs> this time frame's guest, this time, he's gonna make a real splash. Uh, Nate Arrea from Concordia University, Texas, um, and he's talking to us about all things storytelling. We go mm-hmm. into a few different directions with this. Um, I would say the episode is particularly good for like entrepreneurial minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good for marketing minds. I think it's good just for relationship driven minds. Would you agree? Mm -hmm.
1: I totally agree. I think he, um, yeah, he spoke like everything that he shared. I could either create into a tweet or a billboard.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's like, how do you just talk like that? You just walk around saying inspired things all day.
1: I know. Well, and he, you said he's a professor, Hannah, but he's also a podcast host of his own podcast called the Ground Zero Podcast. And he owns um, a coffee company called Start From Ground Zero. And he does documentaries called Underrepresented Media. And his website is www.nathanaraya.com. I
2: put it up. Oh, wow. Good job. Thank you for that. Um, yes, he is a CTX celeb, but, um, before we get into his interview, let's talk a little bit about our own experience with storytelling. And I have kind of a, uh, general prompt on this, but I think it'll be fun to say who is your favorite storyteller and why.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, for me. Okay. I'm going to share mine and then I want you to share yours. Perfect. Um, my best friend Anna is a great storyteller (laughs) and she's very dynamic has a lot of side comments while speaking a lot of hand motions um just really wraps you into the story a lot of detail a lot of detail um while she is my favorite storyteller there are also a couple things she does that really bother me when she storytells and one of those is when she gets really excited, she pretends to pant like a puppy dog, and this happened recently when we were visiting her, um, and I said, I Rachel I, love is like, you. I hate it when you do that. I love you, but I hate it when you do that, like, <laughs> like that kind of thing, so um, just had to, you know, pump her up and then knock her down a little bit, but no, she's an awesome storyteller, and anytime she tells a story, like, you're all in. What My about favorite-
2: you? My favorite, um, mode of honest storytelling is when she leaves a voice memo
1: on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. She's good at the voice memos. You have Um, a favorite storyteller. Yes,
2: I do. And it is my daughter, Ava. Um, yes. Ava loves, this is a lot of times how we get into her stories as we share a high and a low of the day. And, She draws out the details. She speaks like a 14 year old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She also, you know, this shows my vanity, but she, she uses phrases that I use. And so it's kind of like watching a mirror of yourself.
1: Yeah. Can you think of one offhand?
2: It's hard for me to think of one offhand, um, but maybe it'll come, come to me at a different time. I will. I'm just kind of thinking of her technique right now in her face as she's telling stories. And then there's also details where you're not certain if they're true.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of
2: a dream, dream, kind of a fantasy storyteller, fiction. Yes. She's fiction storyteller for sure. So, um, you know what, we're going to keep it short and sweet today and let our interviewee do the talking. So here he is. Enjoy. How's everyone doing? Did you just come from class? Yes,
0: I just came from class. So uh, yeah, I just got into the office. Luckily, my class was just next door. So I uh, just got done with my digital and social media marketing. So it was great, though.
2: Oh, my goodness. That sounds like you, you're probably running on adrenaline from just presenting a lot of content. So we're just going to try to feed off that.
0: <laughs> nice. Where are you at? You look comfortable with the microphone.
2: It's so funny because we wanted to do this while my sister was in town, so I've been doing some working from home, but now we're ending up in different bedrooms. <laughs> She's in like my I daughter's know. bedroom.
1: Can you tell I'm right. in Ava's six-year-old bedroom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> the bunk beds. Hey, bunk beds are in again. I love it. <laughs> I
1: didn't ask you
0: know. Yeah, I, yeah I've been, that was one of my biggest things as a child. I always wanted to um, have a bunk bed. With me and my brother or a tree house. Ooh. Those were like things Ooh. I coveted as a kid. I never got a chance to have. So now I'm in my adult age. I'm like, how cool would it would be to still have a tree house. <laughs> yes. But and-
1: not a bunk bed you don't you don't crave. maybe <laughs> yeah. it be
0: a little uncomfortable for you right now, but just the, the cool, you know, the cool house. I have actually have had it for camps that I used to go to, like youth camps. So. Yeah,
1: yes. You've experienced Get your bunk it. bed fixed. It's not, we might be onto a business idea here because <laughs> like, I think you just need a fix. You don't need it all. You don't need to own a bed or a tree house. You just want to go in one like once a month. Right. But. Hey, Nate,
2: well, we're going to get started. We have one factor that might happen, and that's that my daughter is um, napping, And originally, our our original podcast time, it was like, oh, for sure, she'll still be sleeping. But now we're kind of like, will she still be sleeping? (laughs) (laughs) If I leave, it's not because I don't like you. I'll be back, Rachel. That's the great thing about having two hosts.
0: (laughs) Hey, nice. That's perfect. All right. So
2: we're going to get started. And I wanted to start out by um, introducing you a a little bit through the lens of not only being a colleague, but having your own podcast, um, which I think is... Maybe a first on Sister Hack. Have we ever had someone mm. who has a pod, their own podcast? No. It's usually
1: everyone's first
2: time. Yes. Most people are nervous, mm-hmm. but I think maybe we're the nervous ones today.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, nah, I'm doing great. I love it.
2: So I want to read your podcast um, description, and then I'm going to have you talk a little bit about it. So your podcast is Ground Zero, and it's a podcast service that offers tips and tools for better living through art, culture, and enterprise. Each guest on the show reveals how they started from Ground Zero, explains their creative process, shares stories on their past and ongoing struggles, and provides practical tools for their success. I'm inspired.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad. Yeah, that was a a project that I launched in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic.
2: And how have you enjoyed it?
0: Amazing. Um, You know, uh, the the podcast service actually ties to our coffee company that we launched. So what we saw initially with in March 2020, we saw uh, the shutting down of many uh, businesses, including coffee shops, right? And one of the the things that we saw was uh, the first idea was to develop a brick and mortar coffee shop, right? Uh, With a couple of business partners that I have here in Austin. And then that didn't work out. um, So we had to pivot. Uh, So we decided because we saw Starbucks and some other amazing coffee shops, close down that this could be a business opportunity and an educational opportunity on top of that uh, for people that are at home. So we decided to uh, sell our coffee and supply it to people uh, that are at home in quarantine that are unable to get quality coffee. So uh, we launched the business as a supply coffee company in conjunction with a podcast service with tips and tools for better living. Uh, We just realized that many people aren't stuck at home. They're probably looking at new passions, skill sets, or taking the time to want to learn new things. And we decided this could be a learning opportunity for many people within the comfort of their home. So we launched Ground Zero and we have a conference, annual conference called uh, Start From Ground Zero, which is pretty much much just an extension of the podcast, supplying tips and tools for better living. So we talk about mental health, faith, Um, financial literacy, real estate, uh, career coaching. We talk about many different types of life skills that may not be at people's doorsteps all the time. And uh, that's been something we just provided with accessibility and relatability with education. And it's been great. Wow. I
2: think- That is just amazing. And like my life is better because of coffee. So I also see the connection there.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Coffee is integrated into everything we do in life. And that's why I chose that product. It's literally the backdrop of um, business meetings, career initiatives or um, um, creative initiatives, uh, romantic interests, relationship building. Coffee is the backdrop of and integrated within our society. So I just thought coffee would be a great, uh, focus and u- utilizing that as a business to fuel creative and educational initiatives.
1: That's amazing, Wait, and it, draws Hannah, people we need to together. learn to speak that smoothly
2: about Sister Hack. Oh my goodness, like <laughs> the way that he just delivered that message! I think we should just
1: maybe we'll just turn on one of his podcasts instead. At your conference, you should do a breakout session on filing taxes
0: filing oh. taxes so right I was actually just going to email uh, someone that is a CPA because I'm trying to figure out how to get through uh tax deductions for capital gains tax so I'm actually 100 percent right, yeah so if you know a good cpa let me know <laughs> okay
1: welllla right. we'll, we'll um we'll give a shout out on here all CPAs, yeah. please follow us at sister hack podcast <laughs> I guess they could contact you directly that would make more sense
0: Hey, either so, or works man. as well. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, so, Nate, I mean, you just in explaining your podcast and coffee shop, you talk a lot about relationships. And as Rachel said, just very seamless. Um, and so, we want to dig into that a little bit through our topic today, which is the power of storytelling. Um, I think storytelling is probably one of your strengths because you have such a smooth voice. But in Mm -hmm. addition to that, (laughs) uh, there's probably some other practical tools and tips um, that others can gain from your ability to be a strong storyteller. So we have a section called the hack yeses and hack noes of fill in the blank. And yours today is going to be the hack yeses and hack noes of using, using storytelling as a friend maker or connection builder. And your job is to say, "Hack yes, if it's true, you can elaborate or not, or hack no, if you feel like what I made up doesn't actually apply to anything.
0: (laughs) Perfect, I'm with it.
2: Okay, yeah, you have the premise. All right, so hack yes or hack no, spontaneous stories
1: over planned stories.
0: Wow. (laughs) Hack! Wow, that's a new one. Hack! Wow! Hack! Yes, um, because some of the most amazing and productive stories that I've been able to produce came from places of spontaneity, mm-hmm. without land, Especially as a documentary filmmaker, um, you you realize that you can't always control the narrative, or you can't control a narrative, especially when it's based on other people's lives and truths. So I think as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, it's a Um, It's a pathway of discovery. And I think if you see it that way, you're um, in for a greater uh, outcome than something that could be planned by your own preconceived notions. Because um, you have to leave a room for discovery. And I I think hack yes would be the best answer for for stories that stem from spontaneity.
2: Well said. You can even have a spontaneous response like hack maybe, hack partially.
0: partially. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say hack partially because I've done scripted stories and I've done unscripted and I've seen the pros and cons of both ends. But if I had to give you one answer, I would say hack yes for spontaneity. I'm just, I, I, I like to flow in that area a little more.
2: Love it, mm-hmm. okay. Hack yes or hack no. A space to listen or invite other stories should be present in every conversation.
0: Oh, hack yes. Um storytelling is all about listening. Uh listening to other perspectives, um developing empathy, uh deeper understanding and I think there is a power in listening uh within storytelling that is needed. So I would definitely say hack
2: yes. That was the softball. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, since you're an instructor at Concordia, hack yes or hack no, students who know you better will engage with the academic content better.
0: Yeah, I think vulnerability is a key within education. It's a vehicle um, that I often use. Um, and I think you've actually spoken about that at one of the training sessions you had at Concordia, that the idea that you plan vulnerability within your um, your, your, your curriculum or your content del- delivery within your course. And I thought that was key. I resonated with that. I still remember that to this day. So kudos to you. Uh, but I do believe that vulnerability is huge and it allows you to connect with your students better. And I think one thing I've learned also as an educator is that um, your students will learn more from you based on how you treat them than, how, than what you teach them.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, and I think being able to respect their opinions, as well as you sharing your own opinions and opening up to them, it opens up greater dialogue that is much needed. Um, your academic out- outcome is tied to personal discovery. And I think I've seen more benefits with education when it's tied to personal discovery and opportunity, um, where you know, our experiences within the classroom can be a direct reflection of what's taking place in our society and the world. And it provides additional value for all the different spaces that they exist in, Um, because we all don't just exist in the classroom right I get my students for 50 minutes or an hour 15 but what happens outside of the classroom are the most impactful moments of life, and I think sparking those type of conversations within that limited amount of time really has an opportunity of uh, of growth uh, for all of us as educators and learners.
2: Hack yes. Thank you for pumping up my tires and mentioning me. That's what I was, I wanted the audience to know.
0: of course, you (laughs) are great at what you do, so I really do admire your work.
2: Oh, you're so nice. Okay, um, hack yes or hack no, using storytelling effectively takes conscious practice.
0: Yes, it takes conscious practice of communication, of understanding, of vulnerability, um, I think some of the best stories that have that resonated with me came from a place of vulnerability from a director, an actor, a storyteller, you know? Um, and I don't feel like many people are willing to go there. Um, because especially the, the day and age that we live in with social media and uh, media, you know, it's all about presenting your best self or an image of perfection. And I think the idea of relatability gets lost. And I think people respond well to understanding common pains, common challenges, common struggles. So if you're not a representation of those things or unwilling to share those, um, uh, those common pains uh, you know, and, and struggles, you're withholding a lot of opportunity from storytelling. And I think it requires us to dig deep in, inside of ourselves of you know, wanting to be able to use that as a vehicle. So I tell people all the time, like, you know, turn your barriers into bridges of conversation and, and growth every barrier you know, is important in our lives. It's not just, you know, it's not something that signifies failure. It signifies opportunities of growth and success. And common pain leads to common purpose. So if you're willing to be able to share and open up and be vulnerable, you're, 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 you're providing an opportunity in the space for people to connect in and in a place of point of reference that can build something huge in the future. And I didn't realize that until I was doing my own film tours. Um, I never found that my story meant anything to anyone, I hence was more curious about other people because I didn't feel like I had something great to offer the world. But as I started making films and documentary storytelling, other people's lives and touring and sharing my own perspectives, people saw that what I had to say was something of value. And I realized as I started sharing from the depths of my experiences it connected with so many more people and allowed me to exercise my voice continuously. So that became a practice and an art within itself um, you know, that has allowed me to continue growing as an educator, as a filmmaker, as a human. And uh, I would say hack yes because of that experience.
2: That's amazing, and I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say to the last one, then, because you kind of elaborated on it already. Storytelling is an effective way of connecting with others who do not who do not share your racial, ethnic, or socioeconomic background.
0: Yeah, storytelling humanizes experiences, and um, I think we live in a society sometimes that we are afraid of what is unknown, and we uh, tend to um, distance our ourselves away from. Uh, from differences. And I've learned that storytelling is a bridge of connection that is necessary to develop empathy and understanding in order to understand someone else's worldview in a way that you can be able to um, be more effective and, and grow as a human being. Uh, so it's, it humanizes uh, experiences, it humanizes complex topics, it humanizes uh, things that are just very difficult for us to comprehend and, uh, and connect with. So I think uh, storytelling is definitely a, a bridge builder for many people.
1: How would you say, it, well, thank you, by the way, on those hacks.
0: Uh, you're welcome. No, no is- hack
1: no's in this in this slew today. <laughs> hack wow and, and some hack yeses. Um, we have a few questions for you, Nate, just to would love just your perspective on these. So you shared a little bit about your podcast and how Um, It's a unique platform for storytelling. How would you say your podcast couples with your role as a marketing instructor at a college?
0: Uh, It it does a lot. You know, um, I can't explain how many students are inspired by things that I do outside of the classroom as much Mm -hmm. as what's inside the classroom. And I've connected with so many students that make me proud uh, because of them kind of noticing what I'm doing outside of the class. And I think, education needs to be modeled as much as as much as it, it is like told right and uh and i think the modeling provides opportunities of self-efficacy and vicarious learning um especially through storytelling so i think um yeah my podcast has been a bridge builder with my students um, they've listened to it they've seen my coffee company things that i'm doing outside the classroom the partnerships i'm able to have with walmart it inspires them and it makes them want to be able to it makes them feel like what they're learning in class is more tangible and achievable and i'm a big advocate for representation and i think representation is huge um you know it it, it really does liberate people um to really think outside of the box and um and i always tell people you know it's tough for people to be what they are not able to see you know so like you can you can be what you see to a certain extent and you can become what you beheld, right? So the more that we're able to model what education looks like, the more students are able to see what is achievable uh, because it's relatable, right?
1: Oh yeah. I think if I, it's, it's really interesting to me always when I had professors or instructors who shared an idea and in my head I knew they have no idea. Well, how this applies in the real world, especially if it was something like social media, you know, and they're trying to teach a class on social media and you're like, oh my goodness. Um, so kudos to you. That's awesome. How was yeah, you? I wish you had professor. Yeah, I, I agree with you so much. Like, I mean, you know, the, the idea
0: of uh, co designing curriculum. And I'm, a bit, I'm doing that within my classes right now the idea that um, I'm co designing curriculum with market leaders. Uh, because it's important for me to help students understand that what we're learning here has a direct correlation to what's existing in the market. So all the things I do outside of the classroom feeds and fuels, um, the curriculum I design, the, um, the courses I, you know, I'm building, it influences everything and influences our lives. So yeah, co-designing curriculum with the, mark, with the needs and uh, demands of the market in mind really does um, provide more of an impactful uh, student experience.
2: Mm. Wow, um, that just makes you so authentic. I'm sure to your students because they're seeing that. And Rachel, you would have had him as a professor if, if he had been teaching those same classes when you were a student at Concordia, Texas, right? No,
1: well, he was a huge celebrity because Professor Holy brought you up like every class.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> you just name dropped uh, Yeah, he was
1: name dropping. That was when you were in California at the time. But um,
0: man, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: your, communication, your communication, your um, communication, celebrity.
0: Uh, thank you i'm on it
1: speaking of you know teaching at concordia i walk i
2: your classroom is pretty close to my office and i walked by and i just kind of peeked in you know we got the glass windows i saw a slide about branding and so if we brought sister hack our podcast to your class what tips and tricks would you give us when it comes to branding off the top of your head not knowing anything about us
0: wow wow um what tips? I think you all are already doing a great job. One thing I would say is just speaking from your own personal narratives and personal mm-hmm. experiences is a great gateway to build connections. And uh, I think that's something that you all do well. Um, the idea that you all both are coming together with common purpose, common experiences, and sharing from what you know. And if there's something that you do not know, you're willing to bring experts in and you know to be able to kind of share that piece. And I think that's huge um knowing that you know what we're creating is not just something that is needs to be ice um we're not isolated to just what we know but you're 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 building a platform and a bridge right for a a variety amount of experiences and expertise um so part of branding is about you know being authentic to your true selves and things that you are not aware about that you want to continue you know um having a uh, a stake in a conversation is building people bring bridging people into your platform that can do so um, so I think you all are doing a great job you know through consistency and bridge building uh through that process
2: really I asked that question for affirmation <laughs> I'm
1: just gonna say I'm totally a words of affirmation girl because my heart was fluttering as you gave us a couple of comments and I'm like I was like we do do that so, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I love what y'all are doing and I love y'all platforms so like that's and it, it, this is what it's all about. Like, you mm-hmm. know, bridging connections, experiences and, and, and building from there with a, with a great brand.
1: Mm. You do the next one, sis.
2: Okay, so your podcast based off the description seems to focus on zero to hero stories. So why is it important for people of color in particular to be the storytellers on your podcast and also the story absorbers from your podcast?
0: Yeah, I think that's important. There's two lines of thinking of reason why I do that. One is uh, there's an African proverb that says, "Until the lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the hunter." So, um, and I think that ties into another uh, time, another uh, space of inspiration that came up um, years ago in a Times, New York Times article. Um, I think it was by Van. Oh man, Um, it's, it's an author and a professor. I forgot the name, but. Uh, what the article talks about, it talks about the idea of narrative scarcity and narrative plenitude. And the idea is that, you know, when you have a group of people that always have stories that are pertaining to them, there is a healthy and a wealthy amount of storytelling, uh, an economy of storytelling that is always geared towards them. Therefore, if a negative story comes out towards that, uh, that narrative, the, the, the community of people that exists within the narrative plenitude, it's an isolated event, it's an individualized moment. But let's take it into the other area where we have a community of people that live in a narrative scarcity. If one bad story, since be- because they do not have a healthy economy of storytelling that is pertaining towards their, that group of people, one negative story that comes out that is pertaining to that group of people, it's no longer an isolated event, it's no longer an individualized moment. It defines a whole community. And I think that's the power of storytelling. Storytelling builds and it builds communities. It, um, it refines, it, it does so much. It provides um, a shield, you know? It, it gives you something to be proud of and uh, protected with. And if you don't have much protection and if you don't have a healthy economy of storytelling towards uh, a particular group of people like an underrepresented group of people, it leaves you susceptible to accept any type of narrative. And I think that's the power of storytelling. Storytelling influences policies, it influences programs, it influences publicity, products, businesses and services. And I tell this within my marketing class, like any product that is not marketed will not be bought. Any story that is not told will not be considered. Mm. So in order for our stories, or our communities or our groups of people to be considered in the midst of policies, Programs, brands, businesses, services—it needs to be considered. We need to be considered and integrated, and it, it cannot be performative, right? It has to be uh, actionable items that integrate people's points of views, people's um, with economic backing, with um, you know backing on different levels, you know. So it's a multi-tiered effort that 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 storytelling provides to spark conversation, to integrate. Uh, sustainable policies, programs and publicity for groups of people. So I think that's why uh, the world of storytelling is important because it opens doors for many of those things.
2: That's amazing, that just kind of triggered like the most informal anecdotal form of storytelling is this, I hear great things, right? Oh, I've heard great things about you, right? And then we've said that to you too. And unless, like you're saying, unless those stories are told that I hear great things or that anecdotal evidence will never, um, you know, lift up people, allow people to move in, into different areas or realms because you hear bad things or yeah. you heard no things. Or one
1: thing, one bad or thing, one thing. Or one
0: yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the lack of storytelling is just, a, is just as detrimental as the misrepresentation of storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's something to consider. Like, you know, if you're not being an advocate for your own experiences, like I tell people this all the time, like you're an expert of your experience. You should never feel devalued in any space that you walk in, especially when you're speaking from a personal experience and narrative. That's why I tell people, be your authentic self in everything that you're doing in life. Um, and if, if, if it's not accepted, that's not your space. That space doesn't deserve you. Deserve you. So be yourself, be your authentic self, learn how to uh, advocate for yourself. You don't have to advocate for your experiences and speak for yourself, someone else will. And they will define your story. They will define who you are and where you go. So uh, you know, like any story that is not told will not be considered. So helping provide opportunities of self advocacy by vicarious learning through storytelling is important because you're empowering people to tell their own story to find their own language for their experiences because that's difficult. I've noticed uh, so many times I share my experience, uh, experiences with my class, or just people within a theater. and it, people would literally ask me after or tell me after the the class or after that uh, the, the film screening that they that they found the language for their experience through me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we all go through life with different traumatic experiences moments of tra- trauma moments of healing moments you know it, it, it there's a wide spectrum of experiences but you know what we're doing is we're giving people the language that they need to articulate and to be empowered by their own stories it's just very difficult sometimes to do that. So it's an art, it's a practice um, all across the board, but that's something helpful that does come along.
1: So kind of, inspiring. Kind of along those lines, Nate, too, you talked about trauma and healing and journeys and those type of things. Um, we've observed that redemption plays a central role in a lot of compelling stories. Why do you think that is?
0: I think it... I think healing and hope um, is important to model. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one thing of just getting general knowledge and retaining information, it's another, uh, uh, it's another practice or skill set to apply it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think storytelling humanizes and makes things a lot more practical for the individual. And it provides a sense of inspiration, motivation, and hope. Um, we, th- we see that through faith, like through the life of Jesus and his faith and walk on this earth has instilled hope in the stories. Um, You know, we see that through um, social um, issues that we see people uh, putting themselves forth and telling their own stories um, or movies that provides context into why people see things the way they do or experience things the way that they do, Um, you know, aren't culturally. You know, I like like to say that America, you know, has one heartbeat, but many faces, right? Like we all have our own diverse experiences of things we experience in America and the U.S., it's important that we all, as a collective, share those experiences for our, our, our own collective growth as people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it hits on many different types of levels and
2: can mm-hmm. be um, Nate, we uh, we have uh, one. Ha- if you could give our audience one hack for those who are just starting to experience experiment with storytelling, how would you help them? Get the point across make their point clear if you could offer one tip on that
0: to get uh lead with your why i think the message is more important than the method i think what we're seeing in society is that you know storytelling is now democratized i worked in hollywood you know there was once a time where like storytelling was uh green-lighted you know during certain you know at, at certain levels people were at, at the top uh you know that were um, deciding you know, what story is worth telling, what story is not worth telling. But now we have a democratization of storytelling and media through social media. Everyone right at the, the, the playing field is leveled where everyone has an opportunity to tell their own story, build their own community, and put forth their own projects and interests and initiatives. So I would say to lead with your why, uh, because your why is more important than your what. Your what will come along if you're clear with your why and your intentions. And usually your why can be buried within things that are not the most glamorous, Uh right? So like, you know, um, bridges of opportunity stem from barriers of of trauma, of Mm -hmm. failure. So us being willing to be able to use these barriers that we have in our lives as bridges of opportunity and growth of healing and hope, I think is instrumental to storytelling. And I'll end with this as an example, the idea that, you know, if we've, I'm sure all of us have had scars, right? And scars aren't anything that is sometimes that are worth showing all the time. Some of us will pull our sleeves up. If we have scars, we'll hide them. We'll put makeup over it, whatever the case is. But one thing I've learned metaphorically about scars is that scars are, is are representations that healing is available and hope is achievable. Mm -hmm. You know, so at the moment, whatever caused us to get that scar usually probably was an ugly moment of life, right? A yeah. traumatic experience. It was something that we weren't, uh, that, that we were, that, that we were in a space maybe of fear and, 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 and hurt. But I think the beauty of life is being able to look at the scars that we have and not be ashamed of it, but know that we've recovered. And now that recovery is our responsibility to tell others that hope and healing is available. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've learned through those moments. Don't shy away from those life moments of embarrassment, of failure, of mistakes. Those are your actual moments of power and strength. If you're able to see it that way and build a healthy relationship with it, and usually success can be determined by your relationship with failure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You show me a person that has a a healthy relationship with failure, I'll tell you a person that is destined for success.
1: Yes. That is, that's such a cool way to see scars too. And another cool thing about it is like that they are, um, observable, you know? So it's not like it's something that's, it's something that, um, can be noticed. And I don't know. I think that's just a cool, how did you phrase it? You said something is achievable, healing is available and hope is achievable. Right. Hope is achievable. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, speaking of democratizing storytelling, where can people follow you, Nate?
0: Or where- uh, uh, I'm all yes. over Beyonce's internet. So you can find me all over Beyonce's internet. Okay,
1: um, Beyonce, <laughs> at
0: Beyonce, <Okay. laughs> you're her best so, friend. Yeah, my BFF, I wish. Um, now, <laughs> I do can, too. I know, right? Now you can find me, uh, I have a website, uh, Nathan nathanaraya.com, or you can go to uh, Facebook, uh, I am Nate Araya, uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, Nate Araya, um, TikTok, I'm not on TikTok that much, but uh, Nate, uh, I am Nate Araya on TikTok, but Nate is N-A-T-E, Araya, A-R-A-Y-A, so um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, websites, uh, you can
1: find me there. We will definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely share it too on our podcast, Um, like to end our episodes as you... Speak, um, Hannah and I like to come up with hashtags of different ways just to send you off. Um, so you don't have to do any work. This is where we do the work, and we give you hashtags based off things that you shared with us. Um, so I'll start with a couple, then maybe Hannah will hop on. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm
2: here. I had a okay. Of you go. You go. I'm here and I was I I was very excited to share these hashtags once I heard that Nate prefers spontaneous stories. Mm-hmm. Then I knew that these would land. So. One of mine
1: is hashtag human voice to human eyes. Oh, wow. yeah, that's good. I love that. Well, mine goes with um, his love for spont- spontaneity too, and it's hashtag spontaneity. Uh, <laughs> that
0: is
1: awesome.
0: I, I see what you did there. I'm going I can, with
1: that. <laughs> <bon> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, going rebel naty. Oh, I got one. I got them. one.
2: Hashtag lions looking for language wow
0: that's deep that's that's great i love that too this that one go,
1: this one goes with um concordia's communication department of which i'm a proud alum hashtag concordia co-designs
0: hey i love that too. hey man we all need to like just keep this and keep growing with it i love it you're loving I love it that
2: okay I have, I have a couple more i have a couple more all right this one's for a uh, teaching technique Hashtag sharing creates caring. Oh
1: yeah. I love that. Too. That's good.
2: And hashtag treat them, then teach them. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yes. I've got one more just because we've been interviewing a couple um, professors here lately. We should call them hashtag hackademics. hackademics. Oh my goodness. She <laughs>
0: I, I know. Mean, honestly, that your anyway.
1: entire interview was like full. Your of, entire interview was hashtagable. It was hashtagable.
0: So awesome, y'all made it hashtagable. So I appreciate y'all asking the right questions.
1: Well, thank okay. you so much for taking rushing here from your class and taking a minute to chat with us. And we'll be sure to share your um, podcast with our millions of followers. Wow. I'm humbled and
0: honored. Thank y'all. Safe We're day. right
1: up there with Beyonce. Hey,
0: <laughs> nice good to see you nate good to yeah, see you yeah have you. a great oh, rest you. of your day
2: maybe i'll see you this weekend at family weekend
0: yeah i'll be around i'll see you saturday i'll be right here around 3 p.m so i'll see you
1: all right sounds good have a right. You later. bye
0: thanks for listening to sister hack for podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures be sure to follow hannah and rachel on instagram by following at sister hack podcast